0: Oh,
1: so uh, do you have Justin Timberlake's cell phone number now?
2: uh probably he probably just gave me a burner um, it's <laughs> all as all the celebrities do okay. um i
1: just saw him with a
2: flip phone i was Mostly. gonna say is it
1: like was it a blackberry or a trio
2: um i think it was like an old school like uh I think it was like the, the first flip phone that i had i guess it's hip now it's okay it's, it's, Uh, To like only talk on the phone, maybe I don't know, Um, but no, he did not give me his number. Um, The joke I do like to uh, share, though, is that. uh, Well, actually, I won't share that joke because it's probably not appropriate. Okay. But
1: uh, (laughs) that would be a first for this show ever.
2: Yeah, I'd use a filter.
1: I wanna, I wanna, you know, just in case anybody's unaware. Uh, if, if you missed the uh, the inauguration did they what do they was it like what did they call it was it a concert for America or what were they? I
2: think that is, that is what they called it concert okay. for America yeah. okay.
1: that was the the event on uh, on Tuesday night after the when when Wednesday, Wednesday night, night Wednesday, after the Wednesday inauguration. Night. No, 20th
3: yes right
1: uh, after the inauguration um, I was unaware of this in fact uh, after I watched the Kentucky Bas d- disgusting Kentucky Georgia basketball game. <laughs> Uh, I flipped it over to uh, to NBC, and who who else do I see strutting through the Stax Museum of Soul Music? But the one and only Justin Timberlake. And I was That's like, wait, wait, what? Wait, what? And uh, yeah, so that was pretty cool, Jeff. So uh, so do you have what's a good uh, share? Share a good story with the people. Sure. Um,
2: yeah, I think this, the fact that I've actually got this to talk about saves you from having to answer my questions about UK basketball and also <laughs> s- saves me from having to bitch about Memphis basketball too. Um, but yeah, the, uh, we, my organization, uh, um, the Soulsville Foundation, which has the Stacks Museum of American Soul Music, but also the Stacks Music Academy, which is an after-school program for grades 6 through 12 and also the Soulsville Charter School. Uh, JT came to Memphis in, JT
1: sorry, I'm sorry. J, JT. sorry. JT. yes.
2: Um, uh, came to Memphis in summer 2019 and worked with uh, some students from the Stax Music Academy on a songwriting project with Timbaland and mm-hmm. a few other folks. And actually, through the Levi's Foundation, donated some money to the organization and they created a songwriting lab. Um, and then Justin had one of our students uh, out to LA. Our, our students performed on the Ellen Show in Christmas time 19. Hmm. And one of the JT and one of the students, this incredible young man named Chris Clark, uh, were on the Ellen show and, uh, Justin gave him a, a scholarship, some scholarship money for, for, for school, which was very awesome. So he's, um, he and his people have been in contact with us off and on and are super supportive of what we do. And so just before new year's Eve, I guess, um, you know we were the museum's been closed for a month we reopened tomorrow actually we've been closed because of covid restrictions and so not a lot was happening and the boss gets us all on a call and tells us that he's had uh, some contact with uh, jt's people and and they've they've inquired about doing something you know for you know we were to, we were told very little no. um, <laughs> but but <laughs> coming to coming to town to do something for the the inauguration and typically it was funny because my boss um, typically when he makes requests of me or us uh, I tend to be surprisingly enough Harvey quite cynical mm. but this time I was like well we ain't doing anything else and even if we were <laughs> we yeah we'll do whatever <laughs> they want to do um, and so. He did a song called "Better Days," with, with this artist named Ant Clemens, who I had not heard of until um, we did this project, and he's a great, great guy. His family was there. His, his mom, his mom sang on the, on the clip um, that was shown on the, uh, on the thing on the twentieth. And so they basically turned, basically, you know, shot a music video um, at the museum and. It was very pro all the way through it's the first time i've ever had to sign a, an nda hmm. so um and my staff had to sign one and pretty pretty much all of us that were working on the project had to um there's this uh, awesome guy here in memphis named martin lane who does location manage location scouting location management and then sort of like production management so anything that's been shot in memphis really over the last two decades martin has pretty much been a part of it Mm. and he ran the show and he's awesome and he i mean he trusts me he trusts us i trust him implicitly and from we've done a lot of things at the museum you know since i've been there and certainly since before i got there um some have been really good experiences and some have been sort of meh but this was by far the best experience that we had had um i'm a very simple person when it comes to this stuff, meaning I know my role and mm-hmm. I'm, here, I'm here to turn the lights on mm-hmm. and to, and to, if somebody asks me to do something or to make the show go, I will do it. But if it's something I can't do, I will say I can't do it. Um, <laughs> and so uh, the, my thing is usually to stand stand in the back of the room and sort of lean in with my ear while they're having production meetings and just say like, mm-hmm. no, 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 no. No. Oh, yeah, we can do that. We can do that. Mm. Yeah, that sounds good. No. God, I hope they don't ask me that. Oh, please don't (laughs) ask me that. Um, And so this was such an awesome group to work with. Um, It was basically, you know, again, it was this. The director was a guy named Grant Singer who does music videos um has to worked with The weekend and worked with a bunch of artists and he was cool to to work with and really had a good vision for what he wanted to do but mostly the other crew was Memphis and Nashville who had all done stuff with us before and so everybody was great you know and I think I mean it sounds super cheesy but it was like every, everybody was totally like on board with what was going on um, there wasn't a super a lot of a ton of details spread around, but I think everybody kind of had an idea, especially when we took the sheet, took, took the sheet off the marquee and it said Biden Harris on it. Mm. I think everybody kind of like, Oh, that's what we're doing. Um,
1: So how long did, what was, was it a day or how? what was the, how long? Yeah. I can't share
2: too. I can't share Uh, too Oh, I forgot about your NDA. Okay. I'm sorry.
1: But yes, it it was,
2: it was about a day. Okay. Um, And like I said, it's, you know, uh, there, these all of these folks are pros, and so it was really interesting for me because it was the first time I'd seen something like this, like this side of it. You know, we've done been parts of movies and TV shows before, but like, you know, there was the video village where they had like all the screens and all the PA's, and you know, the people watch the screens for what they're shooting and make comments, and you know, like radio forward and say, "Hey." we should change this and we should change that. And yeah, you know, shoot them from this direction and so on and so forth. So, um, but it was cool. And then to have our kids involved who you saw at the end, the kids mm-hmm. at the end of the clip um, are singing on the corner of College of Macklemore which is the famous corner where Stacks Records was and now the Stacks Museum is. And so those were our kids out there with uh, Ant's band and then Justin and Ant. And uh, if you look, uh, if, if you, the clip has been circulated, you know, millions of times on social media through JT's page and through the uh, the Biden inaugural committee page. Um, But there's also some other footage and stuff that's out there too. And one of the clips that they shared was Justin's sort of post the rap, post rap Mm -hmm. conversation. And I honestly wish they would have shared the whole thing because it was a little bit longer, but they shared about the last minute or so. And it was, you know, again, I have, met him you know met him twice and chatted with him you know briefly both times and you know but i'm also not one that's gonna be like oh my god how's jessica you know just (laughs) it's it's you know these people have lives and these people are just trying to do work just like i'm trying to do work Uh um but he from all from what i can tell and my just my personal um interactions with him, like he's a good dude (laughs) and he's just he cares about us and he does care about memphis and he you know he's he's got a pretty good sense of humor about him and uh pretty dry and droll about things and uh you know it's just it was it was a cool thing to be a part of and then obviously we didn't none none of us knew what anything was going to look like could guess Mm -hmm. you know could kind of guess what it was going to look like and then to see it on tv and you know to get Hear, hear! My wife squeal, and then like press my son, Presley, who's eight, was sitting on the couch, and it was. He, I didn't tell him because obviously he's an eight year old, right? Um, and he would have told his class. Sure. Um, but uh, it was. He was pretty excited, and like he, you knows. Well, that's where you were. Right. Oh, that's where you were. Yeah, you know whatever. It's like yeah, it's like why didn't you tell me? So like, you talk too much. <laughs> Um, but it was exciting for him because he got to go out, and go to school, virtual school the next day, and tell all his friends. And he actually helped because we changed some light bulbs on our marquee. And I, I'll, when I have to do that, I always help bring him with me because we do it after school. So I go up on the ladder and he unboxes light bulbs and hands them to me. So he nice. gets so he got he got to he got to play a very small part in it. So he was pretty excited. So the marquee anyway. looked
1: really good. Tell Presley the marquee looked great.
2: Oh the man, it was. Uh gotta give a shout out to uh, if any of you are in the greater memphis area and you need any neon sign repair f balton sign frank balton sign company is Mm. the jam is the jam (laughs) so um we'll give that whole crew um a shout out for helping us make that sign look amazing and really going above and beyond the call on short notice so shouts to them and then again it was just a cool thing to be a part of so uh you know it's it's been we went from insurrection to mm. impeachment to inauguration from January 6th 13th and the 20th and you know it's a new era we got a new president we got a new vice president we still have that awesome senator from Kentucky uh being mm. being the dirtiest player in the game and uh yeah you know it's a and i compared mitch to uh he's a uh he's He's not flashy like Ric Flair, but he is definitely like the heel of heels. Um, on his best days and on his worst days, he's like Senator Palpatine. So, um, I. Uh, but yeah, you know, we're here on recording on January twenty second, and it's a new day. So there's yeah. at least some. The bad, the bad man can't get us anymore, Harvey. And I feel. It is, which is interesting considering this whole thing got started, I think for a way as a way for us to deal with everything.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, I mean, I feel like I've had Nina Simone in my head for a solid, solid three days straight, just, just constantly.
3: Yeah. But, um,
1: (laughs) yeah, well, so that was super exciting. I know that I was, thanks for sharing. Uh, I know that, um, I was interested to hear, uh, how that all went down and, um, so beyond, besides, you know, uh, the other things that have happened since we last, last spoken, <laughs> um, we we are here together to talk about the thing that we like to talk about. Um, besides, you know, college sports and uh, and politics is uh, is the band from from Athens, Georgia, Widespread Panic. Who uh, we are celebrating? A, a, I don't know if you can believe this. It's been twenty five years since. Uh, A little tour out west called sit and ski can you believe it
3: it's
2: it's remarkable i was trying to think i was trying i wish i could pinpoint something i actually was doing 25 years ago it would have been my senior year of high school Mm -hmm. um you would have been in your sophomore year of college uh yes
1: Yes, yeah uh, because yes sophomore year and and you know uh sort of first year of of, you know, freedom sort of being off campus and, you know, having had a car and, um, and I, and I remember when the, the moon times came out announcing the sit and ski tour, uh, mm-hmm. and feeling like, Oh my gosh, that looks unbelievably awesome, but there's no way that I can get
3: <laughs> to Colorado,
1: <laughs> you know, right after the beginning of, of the spring semester, it is not, you know, not possible, but, um, you know, very aware of, of probably how awesome it was going to be. Um, we, we went the, uh, this past weekend to a park, uh, in Lexington with the kids. And it was literally, it was right across the street from the apartment that I lived in when I met, when I met my wife, uh, that would have been in 1997. Um, and I was, you know, and so I'm, I'm, like, you know, at the playground and, like, literally just looking at this apartment straight across the street. And it looks, I mean, it literally looks the exact same. And mm-hmm. I think if it hadn't been for COVID, I might have gone up and, like, knocked on the door of the apartment and just been <laughs> like, you know, can I just walk? I just, you know, let me, kinda just see? And um, and I started thinking about, like, you know, wh- you know, what would you say if you did that, right? Like, you know, hey, you know, I not, don't mean to be a bother, but, you know, I lived here and I... I haven't stepped foot in here since I lived here, you know, back in 97. I'd love to check it out. And it was like, and I started thinking about it and I was like, well, that was a long time ago. Like, what would have I thought if somebody had walked up and said, you know, Hey, I lived in this place, uh, 23 years ago. What uh, can I look around? Like, you know, it would have been like somebody when I lived there saying I lived here in 73 and it, like, <laughs> And uh, you know, i was like holy uh, crap i did that math i was like man yeah no but uh, that's a, that's
2: depressing
3: yeah,
1: um it's a long time yeah it is so
2: i will say this that uh 25 years ago in january february of 1996 i don't even know if i knew that widespread panic was a band
3: mm. wow
2: <laughs> perhaps perhaps uh, being fully immersed in Almond Brothers and and Grateful Dead, and just I mean I probably saw them on tape lists, but I didn't ha- I didn't know didn't have any tapes by then. Um, certainly didn't own any CDs or anything yeah. to listen to. So I hadn't heard Widespread Panic. I didn't hear Widespread Panic until I got to college later that year. So
1: well, um, it definitely was you know not that I mean you know um, it was definitely sort of uh, you know they I guess the the most recent studio album at this point was still ain't life grand. Right. And that's like, yep. uh, yep. you know, first uh, late summer of 94. So it wasn't like they had a recent record that you might've seen at the, you know, record store or whatever. Um, but obviously a, a time of the band that we we're quite fond, you know, and, uh, they were writing some great songs and playing some great shows, but
2: um, it, uh, when listening to some, some of the shows over the last week or so, um, I mean, we get into this, but what I guess I was struck by—I was a, went in expecting to hear one thing hmm. again, at, and heard something different, which was—I think we've, I mean, we've talked about Sitinski ad nauseum, you know, probably at least a half a dozen episodes, and I mean, it's been referred to in others, but the we've always talked about this being this inflection point in the band's history and, and sort of where the band grows up and figures out what it is that they want to do. And, you know, they're building off of this amazing, you know, we always talk about 95 being the year where the the panic that we, are, that we know and love sort of formed and growing out of that, you know, 94 year where things were a little bit more different and quote unquote by the book. Mm. And then 96 becomes this year that, you know, you and I both love so much, but what i heard was listening to i listened to i listened to the show that is probably the most un and ski of any of the shows do you know what show i'm talking about
1: um well i mean w- one one of my favorite shows which is so very much not really a sit-and-ski show is the very last show the two fourteen ninety six show which is basically an electric show but it is um, you, you so, might be thinking of a different one <laughs>
2: so to me it's the show that always sticks out on the uh on the tour list and it's the right smack dab in the middle of the tour it is 131 from mm. colorado, colorado State yeah. in the amazing uh juan reed gym or colorado mm. springs sorry um and at colorado college and so i listened to that just yesterday actually for the first time and i don't know how long and the second set starts with ain't no use in to tie your shoes and ain't no use is thirteen minutes, tie your shoes is nine is nine minutes. And every element of what nineteen ninety six would eventually sound like was there. there yeah. And I wasn't yeah, I, like I, I, years... I wasn't prepa- I wasn't prepared for it. And you're right yeah. about two fourteen. Two fourteen is the same way. It's like you yeah. listen to that, it's like Sit and ski is over at in two fourteen It's not even it's not even on their radar anymore. Yeah. Um, but that one thirty one show is just like, okay, well, they kind of had to figure it figured out by then. They kind of had to figure out that that's what they were going to do and what they were going to be. And, um, and so, I mean, we're going to break down, you know, go, go through every show. We're not going to talk at length about all of them, but I guess I was surprised to hear that. Um, so soon in the tour because like you, I had always thought by, Oh, by two like that was sort of the thing where they got it. Like, no, mm-hmm. they had it, no. they had it before.
1: They, that. they had it quite a bit earlier than that. Um, yeah. yeah, no, I mean, I, yeah, I think, well, we'll go through them all, but the, I feel like ain't no use is a, uh, that is a metric in sit and ski. Like it, mm-hmm. um, like the, that were, those were the moments where things really got super interesting in those shows. And, uh, it looks like they played it five times. They played it at Breckenridge show 122 um which is fantastic with with David Blackman they played it at that show in Colorado Springs and then they played it in Jackson on 26 and then in um uh, in Steamboat Springs on 210 again with uh with David Black or no, I guess Blackman didn't sit in with them and then finally uh at that 214 show which is the a, a postcard a no use tallboy opener which is just straight fire. So um yeah, at 131, that's good. So, so yeah, so we're gonna just kind of run through the tour. Um, we, if you want to, you know, again, we've talked about this a, a, a lot, but we did do, we did two episodes, uh, episodes 43 and or 42 and 43 back in January of 2018, uh, just a couple of years ago. <laughs> <laughs> um, we're coming up on our fourth anniversary, Jeff that's crazy crazy. stuff Uh, crazy so we're on episode 111 now as we talk but um if you want to go in deep you know and listen to some of our favorite picks uh you can go back and listen to those two episodes um but we'll uh we'll play some stuff tonight or you know this episode but we're also gonna just kind of run through run through some i guess we're gonna we're gonna each make our our five favorite moments of the tour and we don't know what each of ours picks are and um so we'll just i guess reveal them as we go through the shows and we may they may be all the same but i'm i i have a feeling that they're gonna that we're not gonna have any overlap that that's my oh wow that's my my bold prediction
2: okay i would be shocked if we didn't have at least one
1: okay maybe okay because if you Um,
2: don't have one on my list i'm going to question your taste
1: Hmm. Well, I did make a point uh, that I don't, that I only made one, you know, there were a few shows where I was like, I could have had a couple picks from that show. Um, and so I made a point to only pick one like moment of each show. And, and I, I maybe overlooked a couple like traditionally amazing moments to kind of pick out the ones that I really liked. So, um, Okay. You know, kind of like uh, you know, you just sometimes you want to go a little bit off the beaten path, but um, so we'll right. we'll do that. That's the plan.
2: All right. Okay. So I, know you, do... I know you. I know you. I know you picked the first nobody's loss. So we'll <laughs> that, we'll it, it, I mean, well, so there.
1: that's something we can you know mention. Just that there were there was a, a, um, a quite a quite a few debuts on this on this tour, right? Um, yep. And starting with. The first song of the first show um and it's hard to it's hard to imagine i mean i listened to this thinking about uh people listening to uh you know what used to be called closer to glory but i guess it's now just glory hearing that for the first time and thinking well, what is this that seems crazy to think
2: yeah it um it's the eight, what, eighth ever glory that uh, was played
1: oh was yeah with, yeah right yeah. and so but you yeah. know clearly that's uh Tapes from Fall '95 had maybe not made it around, and yeah, you know, here JB so, coming
2: out. So the first show show is one eighteen ninety six, the first night of three nights at the Fox Theater in Boulder, and I think I again I this I listened to this show the other day, um, and it's so funny to listen to it and be like, oh, well, this is what Sit and Ski was supposed to be. Exactly,
1: it's this be is the- what it was. This was the plan. <laughs> this
0: was, this the, was plan the plan. That was
1: scrapped. Maybe I mean, do you think halfway through this show, or you know, maybe halfway through <laughs> yeah. the next? Certainly by one twenty, it had been scrapped. But yeah, yeah, yeah I mean, there's elements.
2: There's elements of of what it was intended to be kind of sprinkled, you know, throughout. But this was this was the one that's like, oh well, this is what it's going to be. JB's going to start, and Mike's going to play acoustic, and mm-hmm. um, and then it's like, no, that's not going to work. So yes, the glory, the JB solo glory is pretty fantastic mm-hmm. and then it's so fitting that the next two songs are takeout and porch song just because of how many times they played both songs during the tour mm-hmm. um they did take out seven times they did porch song nine times mm.
1: um yeah, we, we're and we're they talking were talking about 20, 20 shows total that's how yes. long the tour
2: was and so it was um and they weren't always together mm-hmm. meaning they weren't always back to back but they were you know a jace typically mm-hmm. um but again just like two songs that are perfect acoustic and the porch i can't i left my notes in the other room but um i think the porch is slow on this show
0: okay
2: um which is not indicated in the companion but i'm pretty sure that it's a slow porch so glory so solo acoustic jb a take acoustic takeout, and then a slow porch for the first three songs and and, you know, just other, again, reading from the companion, Mikey plays a 12-string acoustic on a couple of songs. Um, and then, yeah, did they just get bored? <laughs> all Like like early with with all of this? Um,
1: I don't know. Did, I mean, you it, still see, so, like, the things that stick out to me, you know, I mean, and they they these were the things that were teased in that Moon Times ahead of the tour, that you're going to get some JB solo stuff, you're going to get some JoJo solo stuff, um, and... And you got, you know, you got Todd on the bucket. I mean, I think just about every night, right? I mean, at least for like a a song or two, you would get Are you
2: Are you reading from the actual moon times?
1: No, no, I just remember. I remember those those things, yeah. Um, And the... I feel like every night there's at least like a couple songs that they do the slowdown with Todd on the the Mm five-gallon bucket, you know? Um, And so those things were kind of this happened the whole time, but it does feel like maybe the decision, maybe it was all Mike's decision or maybe it was the band's, but that, you know, that he decided, well, I don't think I'm going to play the acoustic. I'm just going to play my, you know, my telecaster and just make it quiet. Yeah. <laughs> and then but that's basically what, what he played the rest of the tour. Um, so, but yeah, no, this is a great show and yeah, definitely if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. And, and that is sort of the idea of what, um, the sit and ski tour i think was was supposed to be that is a fantastic encore of of knocking around the zoo and Avis love tractor and um, how yeah. did you sign up for moon time
2: how did you sign up for moon times
1: um
2: at a show or through the uh, nascent inter- internets at that time
1: oh I don't think it was through the through the nascent internet i think it was probably i would think you know you write your name and got on the mailing list when you showed up at a show right i mean yeah that's probably one of cuz i you know cuz i had seen a few shows in the fall of 95 and so i probably did it then and that they you mm-hmm. know they would have sent this out after that um, but yeah so so that's the first of three shows at the, at the Fox in Boulder to start things off for the for the tour uh, the next night um, i feel like this one gets overlooked a little bit because of that the first show was sort of so different than the rest of the tour and then the 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 third night at Boulder i think a lot of folks would hold up as as maybe the best show of the tour. Um, mm-hmm. but the second night has got some great stuff too. You got, uh, you know, you have David Blackman, um, making, uh, his first appearance of, you know, a several from this tour. And, um, you got, uh, you know, waiting for the wind to blow down the tree in my backyard to start <laughs> off the, uh, the show. I think was that the only time they played? Yeah. that. No, yep. no, well, no. It actually. is. Is it? Okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, anytime. So that was kind of cool. And then um, you get your first nobody's loss, which I know is is what makes this show stand out for you. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and then uh, ribs and whiskey, first ribs and whiskey since uh, '92, and that was a J. I guess that's a JB solo, right? Yeah, uh, the ribs it's... and whiskey
2: is awesome. Yeah. Um, and again, it's uh, we've talked about this, with this song. We've done 111 episodes. We're gonna repeat ourselves, but um, I listened to this. I was like, "How is this song not on a rotation? Like, why did it take so long to get into the rotation?" Yeah. Um, it's just great. It's a, yeah. it's, and he just growls it. It doesn't sound like he hasn't played it in this. In this I'm hard to believe. He hadn't played it in three and a half years in, from 1992 to '96. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's great. And then just the weird little set list quirks. Of, of this whole tour um driving city of dreams driving you know mm-hmm. mid-second set with Blackman, and then nobody's lost dream song Good, let's get down to business gradle like back to back <laughs> you could only only pull that off on a sit like on a sit and ski tour
1: right no for sure yeah you definitely right. some some set list, uh abnormalities right uh in this tour and um it, you know interesting to, to see um what was uh, was a City of Dreams uh, had essentially been brought back uh, at Halloween or Halloween uh-huh. Eve in 95 um, along I guess you know you see several of those songs you see Ann Avis was a similar um, had been brought back or I guess they debuted uh, at Halloween 95 and then sort of had become a, a regular rotation during Sit and Ski City of Dreams had been on the show for a while came back at that new, uh, that Halloween run in 95 and then comes back, you know, gets played four times during sit and ski. So, um, we'll, we'll see that again as we go through here, but you know, several of those songs that sort of, um, be, became, um, cornerstones, right. D- that during this tour,
3: um,
2: yeah,
1: which is, which is really cool. So, um, anything, anything else on this show before we move on to the next one?
2: No, let's move on to, as you said, probably the best show of the tour.
1: So. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think so. One twenty ninety six. Um, you know, I think everybody anybody who's listening to this podcast is should be aware of it. This was in our uh, our, our sweet sixteen for for COVID, right? That was uh, yes.
2: It was a yeah. f- number. Was it a four seed? It was in the. Uh...
1: I think it was the four seed. Yeah. Um, and uh, had a pretty good run, and then got knocked off by, I guess. 4396 maybe uh-huh. I think it was the one scene took it out but um yeah I mean a great show really just no weak spots I mean to speak of right I mean you look at the set list starting off with with show on the road and then vacation with uh with with Blackman and uh, again there, you know that's another song that came back at that Halloween 95 and then um you know was played, I guess, what, five times during Sit and Ski? So really sort of became a regular rotation song there. And um, yeah, great stuff. This is, uh, I I have a moment from the show. Do you have a moment from the show? So
2: do I, but mine's obvious, which is the first three songs,
1: um, which are, if, if ever I'm going,
2: this is, it's been this way since I first heard this show, you know, 20 plus years ago. Um, if there's ever a if there was ever a widespread panic mixtape mix that Jeff is making, um, the first three songs are on the mixtape. Uh, it's just these
1: these, this ver- these versions of these three. Yes, songs.
2: these versions. Right. Like they're just it's it's I, it's sublime. There's really yeah. not much else I can say about it. Um, it's like there's moments throughout this tour where it's like Blackman is not. I mean, again, he plays with them so much, and he had played with them so much up until this point that he always sounded you know like he was part of the band like that's why he fit in so well um it wasn't like he, oh here's this rando that's gonna sit in like he just he knew he knew where to play and the band gave him space and i want to talk about right um that a little bit later too um but just he and uh, jb and mike on let's get the show on the road is just is it's just amazing it is amazing and and like how his Jamie's voice and just sounds like how it should when you're singing that song and and then blackman's fiddle is just is perfect and then the vacation coming out of that um again just the when the 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 song picks up and it's just and the all the acoustic behind it mikey's guitar is just so you know it's just it's got the volume down, I guess it's just, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, it's just, it's restrained, restrained playing and just in great. And then the rock sort of picks it up and then the show, you know, picks up yeah. steam and go, go, goes on from there. But it's, it's to me, it's the epitome of, the, of what the sit and ski tour was probably <laughs> envisioned to be. Um, and it's just one of panic's best moments ever.
1: Yeah. No, I, I, I couldn't, I don't think I could say it any better. I think you're right. I mean, I love, all of those moments the um one of the things that that um that really just (laughs) always puts a smile on my face listening to these shows is is jb's like uh enthusiastic acoustic guitar playing you know what i mean like just Mm -hmm. getting after it right and you can kind of tell it's because he's probably you know He's sitting down and he wants to get up kind of you know, <laughs> he's gonna get all that nervous energy out of his body and, um, and you, you hear it at, on the, on rock at the beginning when he's like mm-hmm. the way he's strumming the acoustic and playing the side it's just so much fun um, but uh, yeah great great segment I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna go a little out of left field on my pick from this show. And that is the uh, the very first climb to safety.
3: Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> I knew you were going to
2: pick a Jerry, a Jerry Joseph moment. Don't um, laugh at me. I mean, I'm not going to laugh at you.
1: I, and I will I will admit this is anybody,
2: a, this is a safe space here, Harvey. Okay, we respect right. um, each other's decisions here greatly.
1: Okay, the uh, I mean I will admit as quickly as anybody that you know uh, climb to safety is is pretty well played out by now, at least to me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like if I'm if I'm seeing a uh, second set closer these days climb to safety I, I mean i'm i'm not excited about it but um this like the beginning of climb to safety i think the the energy on it is great and i also just love jb's jb doing the backing vocals you know what i mean of like mm-hmm. him doing the the uh the school's part <laughs> you know any other way to say it but um it's just great. It's just great energy, and uh, obviously Jerry brings a lot of energy to the to the stage. And um, I think maybe because like the so this was the first time it was ever played, and then it was not played again until you know spring '97 with Jerry, and then I mean it wasn't played without Jerry until was it summer '98? I guess yeah, yeah. summer '98. So not for another two and a half years would the song be played without Jerry Joseph and really only four times in the first two, two plus years. And, um, so this was like the version, you know what I mean? If you wanted to hear climb to safety, you put on one twenty ninety six. and, uh, and it was probably not the best version of it, you know what I mean? But it's just, it had great energy and it was just a, it was a version I always went to. So, um, this is one of those moments for me from sit and ski
2: way back way back when young Harvey liked Climb to Safety
3: excellent
1: <laughs> excellent <laughs> uh, and, and followed up with the great Chainsaw City too so it's uh, yeah again I mean I, I dare you to find a weak spot of this show I mean there's just there's just not I mean even if you you talk about like the throwaway Jojo songs like Help Me Somebody or you know even Chunk Cole if you wanted to go that far but you got Blackman mm-hmm. on them and they're kind of fun you know what I mean they're they're kind of like barrelhouse songs to be playing with him, so um, yeah, great show. So that's how they f- complete the first three night run of Sitsinski at Boulder, um, and from there they go up over the uh, over the Continental Divide and uh, go to the Ten Mile Room in Breckenridge and play two nights on one twenty two and one twenty three.
2: Yeah. I, uh, one of my moments is, uh, from this show and it's the opening segment. So yes, I just, I chose two openers. I yeah. think that's the only like, two openers I chose. It's cause all I listened to is the first three songs. Every right. movie, and then, I, and then I, ju- <laughs> I judge entire shows based on those first three songs. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if any any show opens with uh, you know nobody's lost or something like that, I've just written it off. I don't think
1: well, I, I mean, do. I I think you are. I will defend your right to choose a solo J B Barstool's don't be denied opener anytime. Yeah. Anytime.
3: <laughs>
2: yeah. anytime. Um, the uh, to me, I so well. I'll talk about that when we talk about the next night. But um, the solo Barstools is super cool, and then the. Highway to Heaven which this is the only full version of Highway to Heaven hmm. um, obviously there's there's a number of Highway to Heaven raps in things where uh, JV would sing portions of the lyrics but this is the only one that's straightforward of course this is a, an amazing uh, later period Al Green song gospel song um, it's just fantastic and to hear JV do it is is great and so yeah I, I chose that and then you know that's really, really good, and then it's mm-hmm. "Don't Be Denied" with Blackman, which is also really, really good. Um, so there's this is a great way to start the run, the two night run here in uh, in Breckenridge.
1: Yeah, so it was the first uh, first "Don't Be Denied" in 117 shows, um, and and they'd only played it once really since uh, October of '93. They played it mm-hmm. in, uh, in the Lawrence, Kansas show in October '93, and then they played it in Orono, Maine, <laughs> <laughs> with front with From Good Homes opening up, and they did the the double Neil Young encore, the Don't Be Denied Last Dance encore on three thirty '95, and then they bring it back here um, at at Breckenridge, and I don't know that I had ever heard, I maybe well that. I had probably heard it on that Lawrence, Kansas tape because I feel like that circulated. That was one of my uh-huh. first tapes, that ten twenty one ninety
3: three. But,
1: um, may but maybe like in my fully uh, formed like awareness of Panic, like hearing that "Don't Be Denied" from from Breckenridge was um, was sort of like uh, you know earth shattering, right? Like it was just uh-huh. it was so hot. <laughs> I don't know the <laughs> way to say it. It's just like so much energy it was like crackling off the tape, and um, so yeah, that's a that's a great moment. I've got another. I've got my moment from the show is actually not that segment, uh, and again, I won't I won't argue with your choice at all. But I was listening to the show um, earlier this week, and because uh, it is it is one of my favorite. I'd probably put it in my top four of the. Of the whole tour, um, mm-hmm. but the fishwater from the second set. Are you familiar mm-hmm. with the fishwater? Like it starts off with just JoJo on the clavinet doing the the the, the fishwater theme for like mm-hmm. thirty seconds, and then it drops in the whole band and there's just great exploratory jam, you know, sort of into and out of that the drum segment. Um, it's fantastic. So. And then there's Ain't No Use again after it into disco. Yeah. Um, but really the fishwater is the moment, but that whole second set is, is really, really good. Um, but yeah, that, uh, that fishwater just for its sort of uniqueness and that, that I don't think you, I don't know that I've ever heard it played like that again. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, just the arrangement made possible by, you know, the sort of stripped down. And, and I think, we talk about how the band changed during this tour and i feel like it was moments like that you know what i mean it was like willingness to sort of step out and do something different and see where it goes and um allowed them to to do as many cool things later in 1996 as they did so um yeah that was one that was like you know doesn't jump out on the on the on the tape label you know what i mean when you're looking at it you're like oh okay mm-hmm. second set fish water that's cool but then the first time i heard it like coming out of the speakers i was like well, what is what is this <laughs> and then i was like nice. oh it's fucking fish water nice so uh yeah so that's my second moment that's from this show all
2: right so, yeah well that's now i'll have to go back and listen to because i don't think i know that one
1: Oh, wow. Really? Okay, cool. Um,
2: nice. Well, if you I know. did, if I didn't.
1: Well, I mean, I'm sure you've heard it, but it's just, it, yeah. it is. It's like, it's something that unless you're really paying attention, it's like, wow, that was
2: pretty cool. Well, so. it's buried in the second set. I never get to the middle
1: of the set. That's true. Set. Yeah. yeah you um, basically Just first half, first set. That's all you do.
2: Yeah. And also, um, we can also do rundowns of which of these venues are still, it still mm.
3: Too
2: The Fox Theater does in Boulder, obviously, but sure. the, uh, but like many of our venues is currently shuttered. So, but thankfully they, the feds put some money in the last round of stimulus, we'll, which will hope will, the shuttered venues act or whatever it's called. So hopefully... Mm-hmm. A lot of our favorite places will get some money the 10 mile room in boulder no longer open its roof collapsed from heavy hmm. snowfall on january hmm. 11th uh, 2017 it was part of the village at breckenridge
3: okay.
2: uh, so there you go so r.i.p uh yeah. 10 mile room
1: i remember uh when we went my one trip out to colorado in 2000 when we went to red rocks that we went she, uh, rachel's got some friends that live in Breckenridge and we went up there and like, we're walking through town and saw the 10 miles. I was like, Oh, there's a 10 mile room. I know that place. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> uh, um, yeah. So, okay. So they, that was, I mean, that's a pretty strong way to start a two night run. Uh, and maybe the second night gets a little overlooked because of what happened on the first night, but, but maybe it shouldn't be, I don't know.
2: So the second night, this was one, uh, this was the first sit and ski tape I had. Ooh. Okay. Um, and it was. In case you're wondering, yes, it was on the tie-dye paper. Um, for so the, that's a, for the that's two. a
1: really that's really interesting because I, th- I feel like my first was the next show after this, the Aspen 125. Okay.
3: And then so after the first, that
1: was probably 120. I think those were like my two firsts.
2: So the first two I had were this this one and then two three from Salt Lake City, the Zephyr Club. Hmm. Um, and then part of this would be a question. This would be uh, for the TED. Du- or, or Sam Holtz to maybe talk about this, but the um, those of you that have been listening to Panic for a long time and collecting tapes and such know that there were a bunch of soundboards that got out mm-hmm. from these shows, um, and there's always been a lot of uh, insinuations and uh, urban legends about how those tapes got out and who mm-hmm. got them out and so on. Mm-hmm. Um, so the first time, the first two shows I heard were. were were these two and they were both soundboards. So I was like, oh, wow, these are really good. Um, And so uh, this one, of course, I was mildly obsessed with because it had Orange Blossom Special on it. Yeah. And which is a song that they played several times on this tour. But again, the show, the show is great Uh, to think in retrospect, uh, the night the first night is better. but a ton of black men on this show, um, entire second half of the first set, most of the second set all the way through, really only sitting out Pigeon's Marlene um, on the second set and then sits in on the encore. So it might be one of the most, the most he sits in. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, sort of, it's always fun to hear the songs that from these shows that either it's the only time you ever played on them or you know make them kind of unique and so it's cool to hear them on love it when Blackman sits on la anyway mm, but mm-hmm. cool to hear la um the dear mr fantasy is great um but yeah then to hear the orange blossom special and then dirty business which i was thinking about the dirty business thing and i was just like oh you know if you listen to the lyrics of dirty business it's a, it's it's such a fit for this tour because <laughs> you know yeah just about mountains and mines and you know so on and so forth so um but this is a good show but this was like i said this one will has special nostalgic value for me just because of the of the it, it, it was tie-dye tie-dye paper worthy
1: yeah um <laughs> Uh, so after that, two nights in Breckenridge, and then they go uh, further into the mountains, uh, take a day off, and then they start a two night run at the Wheeler Opera House in Aspen, Colorado. And, um, like I said, I think this was maybe the first sit and ski tape I had, um, mm-hmm. 125.96. And, uh, and in a lot of ways, this is like a, to me, um, it, because I think probably because it was the first one I had, but it, it feels to me like kind of a quintessential Sitinski ski show. you know what I mean that you've got the is um, uh, the slow, you know kind of mellow start and then it kind of builds up at the end of the first set. So it starts with show on the road into Hatfield and then um, at the end of the first set is postcard space Wrangler. And then the second set starts with baby Let me hold your hand the first time. Uh, Jojo solo which is a lot of fun and then um, Walk On Roberta uh, uh, B of D makes sense to me I mean it just uh, those all feel like I'm just so used to hearing those songs with with this configuration and uh, and, and finishes up with, with more Jerry Joseph on Club Safety and, and Chili Water and then a really nice uh, single song Low Spark on Chord to close things out so really good tapes from this show too I think I, I'm not sure if they're soundboards I think they probably are yeah, um, yeah they are but uh yeah this is uh this one was always heavy in the rotation um
2: fun facts about the wheeler opera house still open mind you mm-hmm. um it was the location of the final last of uh, the last official live recording of the band in excess with original lead singer Mike, michael hutchins how wow. about that huh. thank I you wikipedia for that <laughs> What would Um, we do
1: without the Everyday Companion and Wikipedia on this podcast? It was a a
2: rare 1997 Australian limited edition six-track CD, an EP, Mm -hmm. as it were. So how about that? Um, The next night, 126, C show is uh, another debut uh, of Solace.
1: Yeah. um, I know you're a big Solace Solace fanboy.
2: (laughs) the, the weird little uh, JoJo interstitial that shows up throughout uh, this and then makes some appearances in spring 96. Um, it's fun you know it's grown we've had our moments but it's grown mm-hmm. and uh, on me over the years and uh, show starts off with JB and Mike and um, and it stoned me uh, and then to me it's that end of the first set or the, I guess it's mid first set with Holden vacation, but then the disco diner, just kiss my baby. Uh,
1: yeah. 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 After, 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 and the, second, and the, the, the tall boy Jojo solo is fun to start yeah. the second set. And then yeah, disco diner, just kiss my baby. Yeah. I think I wore that side of that tape out. Yeah. Um,
2: there's a, there's some pretty epic diners on this tour. Um, no surprise, but just, you know, again, it's like, all the things that we, all the things that we've grown, that we had grown to expect and get used to all kind of have their beginnings here, you mm-hmm. know? And I think mm-hmm. it's
1: the, uh, I mean, yeah, you know, get it like night long... people rap, right? During just cause yep. my baby, it's like, you know, yeah, again, yep. uh, um, getting out of their yeah. comfort zone.
2: Yep. And then, uh, a, definitely a, a, a single, single can't find my way home encore, but that does not fall into the flip the bird category. Um,
1: so no, I mean oh, they wow. got two. the The Aspen Show's got two one song encores, but a low spark and Camp on My Way Home. Those, were okay. <laughs> those I, are okay, and
3: they're okay. I
1: think I may be wrong, but I think that the Proving Ground, Big Willy Mammoth Proving Ground from the second set is with Todd on the bucket. Like I think that is like a a mm-hmm. mellow uh, Proving Ground sandwich, which is really very interesting, but mm-hmm. but cool, but yeah. I think, I mean, I could be wrong, but I think that's a, uh, that's a, a Todd Bucket section. So, um, so they go straight from Aspen to Vail at, uh, at Gartens. They do three nights at Gartens, 127, 128, 129. And, um, I think the, um, the legend, right, is that the, the, the floor was like swaying. Um, yes. During these shows, right? And that's uh yeah. you hear the band mention it and the fourth song of the first show is Galleon, which I think was a uh a hat tip to you guys look like uh, you're on you're
3: you know, floating <laughs> in the ocean out there. <laughs> so. um,
2: yes. Gardens no longer exists either. It's now part of a larger real estate development,
1: mm, it sounds like <laughs> So this is the first show, this 127 show, when you look at it on, on, uh, on Everyday Companion, that there's no footnotes. You know, there's no, no solo or, uh, you know, unique arrangements. There are no guests and there are no first time plays. I think that's the first mm-hmm. time that that has occurred on the tour.
2: Um, so I'm looking at the uh, sit and ski tour report from the Moon Times. Okay.
1: Um, is this from so, after this, after the like the yes, the this is from, after the tour.
2: Okay. Yes. So.
1: Do you uh, have it in your hands, or did you find it on the, I'm, I'm, on the
2: interwebs? On the interwebs. Do you want me to read it?
1: I mean, if you, yeah, if it's going to sure. add to the conversation, you should.
2: It sure. will, because it's relevant okay. to what we're just talking about. Okay. But I'll read the little intro. A great right. time was had by all as WP, notice WP, not WSP. Yeah, they
1: they're committed to that WP. They refused to right. use WSP for whatever reason.
2: Uh, took their sounds because the, it's, it's two words. It's not three words. Mm-hmm. Um, took their sounds to the Rocky Mountains of Colorado in late January and early February of this year. Laughingly dubbed the Sitensky Tour, the boys sat down and performed their material in small venues. What began as an acoustic tour soon became a free-for-all as band members performed favorite songs on any instrument they chose. Fiddler supreme Dave Blackman joined the band in several cities, giving Colorado fans their first opportunity to witness and hear the bluegrass sounds of this master. The best part of the whole tour was the fact that no one was hurt during the course of the skiing, snowboarding, and snowmobiling throughout the Rockies. We feel that a picture is worth more than mere words, so here are some comments from the boys. John Bell, constantly striving for clarity and communion in both playing and skiing. Jesus, that's hippie shit. Um, uh, Todd Nance, my butt still hurts. Uh, JoJo, John Herman. It felt good to finally play my favorite and uplifting Beatles tune, Your Blues. Mm, Domingo Ortiz. <laughs> Domingo Ortiz. I'm from Texas, so I didn't ski. I watched Perry Mason. Oh, I'm right there with you. <laughs> I'm right there with you, Sonny. <laughs> um, Day Schools. To the crowd at Gardens. Anybody have any Dramamine? I'm getting seasick up here. Mm. And then Mike Hauser says, no one will ever forget Gardens."
3: So there mm. you go. Yeah.
1: The, so yeah. obviously, yeah, definitely left a... Left a impression. Um, And so, yeah, so I don't know, I don't know a whole, I mean, I'm sure I've listened to this first night. I just don't have much to say about it. I don't know that anything sticks out to me. Um, The the night after was definitely a tape that I listened to a lot, um, Mm -hmm. especially the second set, which uh, I'll just, for the sake of everybody who may not know it, I'm going to read it off because it is almost an all-star, all-star team of second set. So it's Hatfield, Tallboy, Sleepy Monkey, Airplane, Fishwater, Mean the Devil, Walk On, Make Sense, Sea Brown, Rebirth of Chili Water. That's, that's pretty, it's pretty well structured, pretty, pretty good, pretty well structured second set right there. Pretty um, good, and
2: actually something that would be, I mean, I don't think, uh, I don't know of another show where all of these songs show up together, but you mm-hmm. could, I'm, this looks like a 96 set in a yeah, lot of ways dirty, where, they, where dirty, they would dark where they would, set, right. yeah where they would pack like four big songs you know mm-hmm. five, five five actually if you consider or six if you consider mm-hmm. Sleepy Monkey and Roberta big songs but Hatfield Airplane Fishwater Chili um, right. and,
1: yeah, there's, and the there's, Sleepy there's... Monkey too right and Me and the Devil yeah. and those are both you know right
2: so yes yeah. and then another uh, two so four shows in a row now with single song encores
1: okay yeah, I don't know. What do you think? Is the single song "Red Beans"? That I, that's not quite a flip the bird, right? I mean, that's.
2: Uh, it was. It's
1: yes. Cause they did,
2: to me, it's a flip the bird. Okay. To me, personally.
1: I mean, I feel um, like it's a step above a blackout blues single song <laughs> encore, or you know what I mean? Like I'll, I'll give like you that. You, you bring the energy. Everybody gets excited. It's you know, uh, it's a little rarer than a traditional, you know. But, yeah, no, I, I, I won't argue too much.
0: Okay.
1: Um, you get a first set, Papa's Home, into Let's Get Down to Business, which is obviously not a traditional <laughs> combination. No. Um, but that's, that's pretty cool. So that's the second night at Gardens in Vail. And then uh, the third night is uh, 129. And, um, yeah, I don't know this one probably as much as the night before either. You get uh, ribs and whiskey to start the second set that's just JB and schools, which is kind of cool. Um, and you get a first set vacation and a uh, get up early in the morning um, so that was the first time that it appeared during the tour and uh, Genesis Port Song which is pretty nice encore
2: um, the, the the vacation hold again next to each or by each other in the first mm-hmm. set and then mm-hmm. yeah the ribs and whiskey with JV and Dave and then yeah that stop go diner early and then kind of a you know, Jack, please bring the, bring it down a disco pilgrims and then a Conrad to close it out. So,
1: I mean, I wouldn't um, argue, I would be happy to see that show. anytime. (laughs) I mean, don't don't mean to put it down,
2: but it's, but again, like packing the sets with like big songs, Mm -hmm. um, the diet stop goes 12 minutes diners, 11. Um, and then everything else after that's about six. So, um, but yeah, it's a, that's a strong
1: show. So, um, and then,
2: then, we, then, move, the, then we, we move. we move to the your, Juan Reed Gym. This is my personal, jam. This, yeah, this
1: is this your personal special. thing. And we're at this point. Are they halfway? They're now halfway through. The yeah. this is the eleventh show of the tour. So they're on the back half now. Uh, they've moved, kind of moved out of the mountains, I guess, a little bit, going to mm-hmm. to Colorado Springs on their way to Utah. Um, and, uh, yeah, I know this, this show holds a special place in your heart.
2: I think I did. Uh, didn't we do a uh, part, a feature on the episode about the great Juan Reed? I believe we did.
1: Oh, really? Um, well, I'm pretty yes. sure we played from that episode 43. We did the driving junior driving and yes. then we did that. Ain't no use tiger shoes. Parsons. Yes.
2: So we, I, we, we did talk about Juan Reed, uh, Yeah. Little bit, of course, I can't remember. It was only you know three years ago at this point.
1: Um, what has happened at that time? What that is, caused Jesus, anything to I have, be forgotten?
2: I don't know. I mean, it'd be bad enough if I just had a kid, but nearly mm-hmm. witnessing the collapse of our entire country is the whole other thing. Um, and a pandemic. Uh, but yeah, this show is again, this is the show that doesn't fit in with the rest of them. This is like this show could be picked up and stuck. Sort of spring '96 to me, hmm. um, both in terms of set list performance, but then also in where it sort of um, where, where it takes the music too. a little bit, right? No. Yeah, and just and just how I mean, again, how the tapes sound too. Um, they just don't sound like the other ones. So, um, but it's a good show. It's solid. It has its you know, it has its moments. Again, it's very has its mid set slow mid first set slow down with <laughs> can't get high in pieces um but then second set comes back really strong mercy and nobody's fault but mine um we haven't talked yeah, about either of those songs on this 30. tour um but let's see they did mercy on the 18th they just they only played mercy or nobody's fault but mine they played twice mm-hmm. um and both times it was uh, mercy a jace so okay. it was um
1: that's a good combo
2: it is a really good combo. I was on the first night on the 18th, and then on the, the 31st, and then Mercy got played. Uh, let's see here: Mercy, 18th, 25th, 31st, and then on February 10th. Um, and
1: it's it interesting. You, know, you would have thought that that would have been a you know like a pretty regular staple in this tour, right? I mean, it's pretty. Yeah, absolutely. It would have been, and I would have almost thought that they would have played it more than that. But yeah. Um, but it, the one thing that sticks out to me about this show, just looking at it on paper um, or on the screen, I guess, is uh, one is that you don't, again, know, uh, I need to come up with a word for what the, you know, no gimmicks, right? Uh, no, no. Uh, no solo stuff, no, um, no bust outs and uh, no guests and a whole lot of uh, arrows Mm-hmm. so that that to me indicates a lot of uh, cool things happening um you know in between songs and uh,
2: and, so. and and in sans blackman you know we're in the part of the tour where blackman was not there um mm-hmm. he comes comes back um after salt lake city i guess he comes back on the
0: 6th
2: comes back on as i say that's that's my cue for harvey help me comes back on the Uh, sorry comes back on uh, the
3: the
1: 10th yeah 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 he's off for for almost two weeks i guess comes back on the
2: ninth sorry comes back on the ninth so um but yeah this middle section of the garden shows and then uh gym and then the two in salt lake city are pretty gimmick free Mm-hmm. um all the way through uh, but you still see some of the we I might mean, jump ahead to salt lake city so february 2nd february 3rd at the zephyr club um and you see something you see a stoned me opener let's see if the salt lake zephyr club is still open it is permanently closed mm. Mm, it closed on thursday august 7th 2008 according to the salt lake tribune um but the stoned me opener. Oh, that's yeah. a cool little building. Nice. Uh, stoned, stoned me opener. Yeah, uh, stoned me, sea brown, sleepy
1: monkey. I feel like that's a real kind of, that's a kind of a mellow. It's mellow a very start.
2: chill. And then pick it up with Jojo a tall boy and then bring it back down with galleon. And mm-hmm. then, uh, yeah, some very mellow. I'm not alone. You know, take out take West Virginia. West, yeah. Um, and then the second second set's pretty strong, you know, chunk of coal into fish water. I don't think those two are together very often. Um, and then a nice heavy close it out, give you a little bit of a gradle palate cleanser, and then we go airplane drums, splinters going out west chile So that's that's a pretty strong uh way to close the show and then a no sugar encore. Yeah,
1: that's the uh, first uh no sugar of the tour. Uh
2: and we're saving all of our picks for the uh, back for the last few shows, I can tell. Yeah. Um, and then two, three, which, uh, like I said, was the one of the first two, uh, the first two Sitinski tapes that I had. Weird little first set um, with, uh, with the return of Junko Partner for the first time since '92 in the four in the four slot, followed up by Solace. Um, which
1: which, weird. which is that's to a make... weird place. Or, it, it, it seems like but, it always it's, is it's, next to Pilgrims, right? But it's, it's not a, here.
2: It's a little bit of a JoJo JoJo feature with Junko, Salas and then Junior after that. And then uh, Smoke and Burn for the first time this tour um, with Happy also for the first time this tour. Yeah,
3: they, um, well, and a,
2: maybe, No wondering though.
1: So it didn't have the full Help Slip no. Frank treatment.
2: <laughs> no. They, uh, they put Pusherman there. But it's better. And mm-hmm. then the second uh, really like the we've talked about glory on the you know we talked a little bit about tonight but i really like it when glory is not on its own just to see sort of what else what else can be done with it um and so it's a really cool glory disco diner blight uh followed by a slow porch pilgrim stop go little kin um last straw papas like that's 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 classic right there yeah that's good stuff all right, so then we, they take two days off. Oof, uh, was the longest break. break that they had, big yeah. break, and they go to a whole different, st- another whole different state. They go to uh, the the, Snow the King big center, sky.
1: the big sky and, state.
2: Right? Yeah, um, go to the Snow King center in Jackson, Wyoming, where they played what seven twenty nine ninety five. Uh, mm-hmm. They played there, and then they play there uh, what six two. 6-2-96. so they're there a little less than four months later, but they're playing in the big room for those shows. Here they're playing in the grand room, which I guess is the way of saying the more intimate venue. Um, and we get another debut for this one. We get uh, the very first Hope in a Hopeless World.
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's nice. Um, yeah, just, I mean, such a... Um, is to become a staple right in the rotation and, and uh, mm-hmm. it comes out uh and i guess it's just jb and sunny to start off yep. uh Helpless world so uh, uh it's pretty cool um and you get a, a wonder and a fantasy right after that so they get things going pretty quickly
2: so we're bringing some gimmicks back, as you call them. I don't uh, I mean
1: and I feel like I still feel bad because I don't say like it's not a bad thing. Like I I'm know. happy to hear a raise the roof with Mike and Sonny. Like that's I'm good yeah. with that, you know. I don't know they really call um, it a gimmick, but yeah.
2: Yeah, that's pretty awesome. Um I don't have that on my top five list, but it's pretty amazing. Um, mm-hmm. Return It Down on the Farm after, you know, since eighty shows. since eighty nine thousand, thousand shows. shows. Mm-hmm. Um and then uh Holden, bow hold and bow-legged which is That's a great it. combo yeah and uh it's just an, another overall good show uh from this tour and i think really sort of sets the stage for what the next night which is probably one of the one of my three or four favorite shows from the tour
1: yeah yeah and you get another you get the ain't no use which i'm sure is is fat there in the second set uh, into nobody's loss Um, so second night, uh, at Jackson, this is one that always stood out to me, like on the tapes because it just seemed so big. There were so many songs and so many sandwiches. So like it, it looked bigger even than it was, but you Mm -hmm. got like wraps and sandwiches and it just, it it just looked (laughs) massive. It just looked like a massive show.
2: Yeah. Um, great first, a great way to start off the show. Um, take out rock and then a mid first set chili thank you for letting me be myself and chili into one by one um which is very cool and only the second time that one by one was played on the tour and then a, one of my again galleon mm-hmm. i guess it's my favorite that instrumental i don't know it's right there uh galleon walk on followed with a then and then like an la porch too right right yeah. close by well you that's, got the that's full... pretty fun
1: full first set takeout porch sandwich. Um, you know, which is pretty cool. And, um, but yeah, that's a lot of, that's a lot of meat in that first set. Um, Mm -hmm. and, uh, but they don't really let up a whole lot in the second set. You got like, (laughs) like Jojo talked about his favorite, you know, lullaby, your blues, Mm -hmm. um, to, to start off solo and then, um, low rider, rebirth of Hatfield and Avis fishwater. Um, Barstools with the Satisfied, and then Gimme, Conrad, Four-Cornered Room. I mean, that that post-drums, I feel like if I had been there, would have been really confused. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> uh, it just kept going, right? It's like you go Fishwater Drums, Barstools, and then Gimme, Conrad. I almost feel like Conrad, you're probably at the closer, right? But then it drops into Four-Cornered. And then after that, you're like, okay, well, and we, you know, we'll probably one more song, but instead it's maggot brain, happy child ain't life grand.
2: <laughs> so th- this is one of my moments. This is uh, moment number three. Okay. And we've, it, we've talked about it a lot, but we talk about panic. One of the reasons why I love panic is, is the, is, is the darkness of, of some <laughs> of these songs and of this music. To me, there is no. When I listened to this again the other day, and again, it admittedly, it had been a couple, three years, but listened to this the other day, it was like the perfect encapsulation of that light, the light and the dark, <laughs> the mm-hmm. darkness surrounded by light. Because, like you said, it's just it's perfect. It's like, oh, we have Gimme you have this nice little sweet song, and then we have Conrad, and the hippies love Conrad because you can <laughs> dance to it, and it's fast. <laughs> and then right into the the first four cornered room. Yeah. So, very much like, what is this? And it's mm-hmm. a badass version of Four Corner. Like, it yeah. is na- nasty. And then again, follow it up with Maggot Brain. And you're like,
0: what? <laughs>
2: um, it's just, can this get, if you were in a bad headspace, that I was going to
1: say, yeah, if you were on a head full, that it would have been you confusing. Are,
2: yes, you're, you're probably, it's knees to the chest, head, hands over the head kind of thing. <laughs> I mean, it's just, you, can, you can't escape it like the darkness the darkness has come after you mm. um and then i love after maggot's done jojo starts doing the happy child mm. and so which to me i'd always thought that happy child was the thing that got thrown in like again they knew it was gonna i mean they were writing down setless set lists at, by this time so yeah. Ain't Life Grand is on the set list, but it's almost like as soon as Maggot ends, it's like they ought, JoJo just starts Happy Child and it's he starts it and plays mm-hmm. the main theme, most of it. And then Mike comes in while JB's, you know, futzing with his mandolin or whatever. I just think right. it's so cool. It's just a different way of coming at it um, yeah. than, what I, than what I was used to or used to hearing. But it's really it's really cool. And again, it's just that four cornered is so mean,
1: mm.
2: so mean um anyway so that's nice. moment number three for me
1: so so it's from is it from gimme to the end of the set or what's your, what's your uh
2: moment? i would say well conrad through the conrad end of the set okay. yeah okay. just because it's like like you said it's like oh the show's probably over like
0: oh it's so happy <laughs> yeah.
1: and
0: then, oh god no coming <laughs> <after
1: him?" laughs> um, it's interesting that you mentioned that happy child being a, a jojo led is it reminds me of what I was saying about that fish water from 122, oh, yeah, sure. Right. You know, just, it sounds so different. Mm-hmm. Um, so, all right. Yeah. So that's a, that's a special show two seven for sure from Jackson. So, uh, after that they head back to the, the, uh, the big city before they, they kind of wrap things up. Um, they've got just a few more shows and, uh, 2996 at the ogden theater in denver colorado and is uh is the ogden still around jeff
2: i don't know let me look it up
1: okay so um you got the return of david blackman here um he spends some time at the end of the first set you get a
2: it is a, it is it is per denver's premier concert venue and featuring the latest in contemporary rock shows
1: awesome i'm glad to hear that um so, nice, nice trio to start things off with the Little Ken Please Stop Go. And then you got a, another Smoke and Burn uh, <laughs> Happy Chunk of Coal. Uh, I still want to call it Burn Faceless. I I can't I get know. used to Smoke and Burn. And burn then, Faceless uh, is a better title than Smoke is. and Burn is. And, uh, and then Stone Me Vacation Blackout Blues to close things out on the first set with uh, David Blackman. And then um, second set is uh, there's some good stuff in there.
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
2: um, I love the start of the second set. And so I guess I hope this this is right on the cusp of my five. It was probably five six between uh, something uh, one uh, another segment later on. Um, but always a sucker for A and B set openers. Mm-hmm. Um, Glory again in the two spot. And this one's a little jammed out.
1: Yeah. Yeah. I think I remember that, that it is so the, a little uh, stretched out.
2: The parlance of the times. It's about, I think six and a half minutes long. And then a monster diner. I think it's like 16 and then pilgrims. And then solace shows up again. Um, I just, again, solace is like Jojo's version. Of, you know, again, we just said Jojo starts off happy child. Solace is almost like Jojo's version of happy child in some ways. Mm-hmm. It's like mm-hmm. Jojo play, play something to, just entertain yourself and give us a minute yeah.
3: um
2: and then help me somebody make sense is kind of a throwaway um and then we start to pick up the pace again with with blackman um from airplane all the way through to the end of the set uh the driving city of dreams driving breathing slow love tractor I mean,
1: yeah that's yes. that's, a, that's a strong way to finish a set yeah and, uh, so good show yep yeah. um Are
2: there any, I mean, we've not I mean, you know, the people know by now we're relatively, we can be relatively critical, but I will, there's not a bad show on this tour.
1: Uh, Yeah. I don't, I mean.
2: Like, like a show that you look at, I mean, again, it's two things. One, it's a show you look at on paper and like, there's nothing here I want to listen to. Right. Um, But there's also like, there's, there's each show has, has a moment or two that are just like, okay, this is, they're still putting it, they're still putting in
1: the work. Um, yeah. The only ones that like, that I'm, that I would say the ones that, that I've had the least that have been in my rotation, the least are the, the Salt Lake city shows two, two, yeah. and two three. Right. Um, but you know, and I'm sure that they're really good. I just, they just, ha- I didn't, you know, again, it was how they were presented to me. I didn't get them probably until, you know, they were one of the, some of the last sit and ski shows that I collected and, uh, they just never, never stuck out. But, um, Yeah, definitely not. There are no clunkers, no clunkers in the group. So, um, so from Denver, uh, we've got two more stops on the tour. The first one uh, is at the uh, the Sheraton Ballroom, which uh, I mean, you you ever been to a conference there at Steamboat Springs at the (laughs) Sheraton Ballroom?
2: I've been to some conferences in the in in the Sheraton though, but never that one.
1: (laughs) All right, right. Um, So this is first of two nights, two ten and two eleven. Um, and to me, like the the last four shows of this tour, um, it's interesting that, I mean, there's so much good stuff throughout and especially in the middle, like you talked about that 131 show, which is smack dab in the middle is great. But to me, the first two runs at, in Boulder and Aspen or Boulder and Breckenridge and then the last two runs in uh, in Steamboat Springs and Crested Butte are like that. Those are my those are my sweet spots. hmm. So, uh, 210 is the first one. Um, you've got, uh, you know, first set has, a, you know, picking up the pieces, Blight Jr. with Blackman to start off, which is, uh, that's, you know, pretty unique stuff to start a show with. Um, and then later in the set, you get a happy child disco, which is an interesting combo um
2: i was just looking at that actually because i same thing i was like that that seems pretty rare. but if you on the thanks to the companion yeah. um it was i just saw it where did it go it, it happened twice in 92 once in 93 and then hmm. not until the 96 thing that you're talking about yeah. um so it's, it was interesting to see them sort of adjacent to one another, but it's also like that is such a strange, it's a strange place. So is JB switching to the acoustic?
3: <laughs> For just yeah,
1: one? I don't know. And I wish or that is... um, one of these days, I, I need to, I mean, I, I hate to tell, You know uh, Ted and Scott their business on the uh, on the EC but I do feel like the 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 Todd on the bucket segments of sit and ski should probably be notated um, because they're different you know and I think it helps tell the story a little bit of the shows you know and so it might have been coming out like maybe they did Uh, maybe wondering great old radio child was was uh, Todd on the bucket I I mean I don't know I'd be more likely to think that the start of the show was with Blackman, the pieces, Blight Jr. But again, since we don't have it and I don't know it, but um, anyway. I like like
2: that we're admitting at least that we don't know these shows in an encyclopedic (laughs) fashion. I mean, it's actually, I mean, I I don't think people come to us for encyclopedic knowledge of this, but Mm -hmm. uh, I appreciate, I appreciate, I'm appreciating tonight that you've been very, we've both been very open and honest with the fact that yeah, it might be good. I don't know.
1: We don't have. We don't know. Every, we don't know every song of this entire tour, really, Jeff. Yeah. Come on.
2: <laughs> it's now, only spring, spring '96. So that's a
1: different. That's a different story.
2: Yeah, that is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, um, but yeah so, and but uh, another, you know, use tie your shoes um, in this show too. Oh. Uh, yeah. But yeah. Yeah, this the, mid-second set use,
1: is, is really good here.
2: Yeah, here you get ain't no use tie your shoes, Wrangler just kissed, and so, um, but Blackman. Blackman's there; he's doing stuff, but it's not as uh, pronounced. So again, I, I would be into. Again, somebody should do an oral history of the Sitinski tour. Some historian somewhere.
1: Yeah, I don't know um, anybody like that. But the well, uh, I do know the, the 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 C Brown, Me and the Devil, Fixing to Die, uh, with Blackman is definitely some good stuff. You know, is not mm-hmm. throwaway. The uh, Fixing to Die is really good. Um, yeah, i for sure know that.
2: Um, so then we go the next night to, uh, still in Steamboat Springs and has one of my, uh, favorite JB isms before the show starts with uh, Some of y'all still hanging out in the hot tub, um, which is pretty funny. And then, uh, so a great chili opener. Uh, yeah,
1: that's, that's really like they ease into it which I Mm -hmm. dig. Like they kind of like find the groove and JB kind of like finds the, the riff on the acoustic and then they kind of drop into it. I I enjoy that, that version a lot.
2: Um, I like the, the big Papa's Hatfield, Papa's sandwich at the end of the first set. Um, and then second set is another one of my picks. So I guess this would be four. You've got like three left. So are you picking like, are you picking all like,
3: (laughs) Now, I'm, only and I'm only doing one per show.
1: I'm only okay. doing one per show, so there's only three shows left, and I have three moments, and I have a one moment oh, okay. from each of these three shows, and so okay. one of them is in the second set. So um, I want to say, though, first of all, the, the the Papa's Hatfield Drums Papa's to end the first set is really good, um, mm-hmm. and the Conrad to start the second set, um, There's, I think I've talked about this before. I don't know. Maybe I even... Maybe even played it on the uh, on the sit and ski episode, but the um, the start of Conrad where they like like Mikey starts playing the riff and then JB like does this like I don't even I'll have to ask an actual guitarist what what the <laughs> what the move is but he like you know do, like picks his acoustic real quick I mm-hmm. just love it it gets me going so much like I remember listening to that like when I'd be driving and it would just I would be. Fired up for it, so um, if you haven't ever do heard are, the that Conrad, you need to listen to it.
2: Do you want to In fact, do it your? It is it is
1: on episode forty two. I love it so much; oh, it was my choice from two eleven ninety six. Conrad, Roberto, Way to the World. Um,
2: do you want to do your pick from the show first, or should I go first? Sure, maybe it's so the same pick,
1: thing. Well, I I doubt it because you already talked about. Did you pick the Orange Blossom earlier, or you just no, mentioned it?
2: But uh, but I'm picking this one.
1: Okay, yeah. So that's mine. So I'm gonna I'm taking the the takeout proving ground, orange blossom proving around port song with blackman. Yes, close the the second set. No um, way, me too. Nice. Okay. Well, we agreed on one thing. Um, <laughs> and uh, yeah, no, it was because I, I, I didn't have that 123 tape. I had this tape pretty early, early on, and so it was the first mm. time I'd ever heard of orange blossom, and it was in the middle of proving ground, which I already love, and I wore wore this tape out this second set I mean from the beginning because I love that Conrad of Way to the World to start and I love the end of it it's just so good not to mention you got an Avis dream song (laughs) in the middle you know what I mean (laughs) it's like you got fire to begin and just like a little bit of mellow in the middle and then just greatness at the end
2: I love that the use of Dream Song throughout this tour is pretty fun because it shows yeah. up in kind of it shows up in regular places like before Red Beans and an Encore, but then it shows mm-hmm. up in these weird midset mm-hmm. places. Mm-hmm. Um, I love this segment for really one reason.
1: Okay.
2: And it's when you hear proving ground. And so when you go on listen or which is you click through everyday companion and you go on re-listen and you scroll through and you're looking and so on and so forth. And you're like, oh, how long are these segments and so on? And then you get and it says prove take out's two twenty-six. Like, all right, that's standard, maybe a little mm-hmm. short. And mm-hmm. proving gone's three forty-seven.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: And you're like, that's not normal. Mm-hmm. Why is it only three minutes and forty-seven seconds? Well, the reason why it's only three minutes and forty-seven seconds is the point where the where find out just how tall I am by jumping in the middle of the <sighs> Is basically just find out how just how tall I am by jumping in the middle of the river. Heart stop Blackman yeah. to basically seed the, the stage to Blackman,
3: right. To do to, to
2: play that right. part. Yeah. And it's like he does the proving like swell the freak, right. the, I know for lack of a word, the freak out, whatever you call it, the jam mm-hmm. the, before he goes and then you then goes right into.
1: The, uh, the melts train. into orange blossom right yeah just...
2: the, the 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 train on orange blossom, the the train mm-hmm. sounds on the, at the beginning of orange blossom special it's just freaking awesome yeah um and so that was like the, again there's like all these little moments in this tour but that one is right up there with like oh that's pretty slick yeah. <laughs> well, well well played on that one guys yeah. um and that's one where i get not being a musician, I'm wondering. It's like, hey, let's do "Proving Orange Blossom Proving." It's like, hey, you know the part we do the jam? We're just gonna stop and let you do that. You know, I don't know if it was that well planned out. It's the last time he plays with them on the tour, and he definitely gets a chance to showcase his skills. This show, um, the back half of the second set, I think is probably, you know. Again, the proving orange blast, and Proving porch, and then the going out west blackout encore is some of the, his best stuff this entire tour. So,
1: yeah, agreed. Um, so good choice, Jeff. Good nice. choice, Harvey. So how, many, how many? You got one more choice left.
2: I got one more, and you have
1: two. I have two. Okay. So uh, after this, um, from uh, from Steamboat Springs, I take a one show, one day off, and then go to Crested Butte, Colorado, to the Gothic Cafeteria. Is that, closed. Is that, it's closed. Mm. Closed. Man, I mean, they must have just ex- imploded it after those two shows. <laughs> it's like we can't do anything else here. Shut it down. I
2: love, I love the. Uh, I mean, you being from the south, and both of us living in the south, you know, cafeterias, cafeteria style food, where somebody serves you the food. You know, you pick uh, out what you want. They serve it the to layup, you.
3: Yeah, like our yeah. And...
2: Arnold's in Nashville, so I'm picturing Ar- Arnold's in Nashville, but in a in, in a gothic setting, and it just made me laugh when
3: right.
2: I think when I think, when I think yeah. about that. All these dark columns, all these columns, and like darkness, and you know whatever, and then panic in the background, melting faces.
1: Why is it that cafeterias are always have uh, like a possessive name? Like the one that we always went to in New Orleans was was Wise's cafeteria. No. So it's like Arnold's Cause, or Wise's. Because or,
2: you know. it's a family, I guess. Right. Do you guys have Piccadilly um, in Lexington?
1: Uh, we did when I first moved here, but then it shut down pretty soon after. We didn't Piccadilly. We we were a big Piccadilly family when I was like in you know, grade school into high school. Mm-hmm. But um, you always you know everybody gets there gets what they want. You get the the fried cod and some corn. Uh, <laughs> you're in a good spot.
2: Uh, I didn't. I didn't text you this, but it was big news up in Madison when I was home over Christmas that Madison is getting a uh, raisin canes. Uh, oh. oh,
1: man! <laughs> it's game changer.
2: <laughs> uh, we, there's all kinds of. There's a number of random uh, chicken strip places here in the south. Uh, do y'all have a canes? In them,
1: in Me- you have canes in Memphis, right?
2: There. There's not one in. Memphis proper that I know of. There might be one out in the suburbs. There's one uh, out in, oh, what's it called? It starts at the G. It's out in, uh, out on Germantown Parkway. Hmm. Anyway, talk about these shows and I'll look it up while I try to figure it out on the,
1: uh... yeah. I mean, I, so I just want to, I can't go without talking about Raising Cane's. Like I don't eat out <laughs> a whole lot and I definitely try not to eat fast food very much, but if I'm out like running errands and I'm in, Lexington, it is. There's really nowhere else that I go. I just always go to Canes. It's just, it never disappoints. It never disappoints, Jeff. It is always we, on point. It's always good. It never does me wrong. Um, we, uh, yeah.
2: We we have a uh, Guthrie's. With kicking, want some
1: chicken? What? Sorry. <laughs>
2: yeah, we have a Guthrie's out on Germantown Parkway. Okay. We heard of a Guthrie's no, before? No, I don't, no. um, we just kind
1: of Gus's, also, right? That's an is that a Nashville thing? Uh, or is that a Memphis?
2: Well, is no. Gus started in Mason, Tennessee. Okay. Um, and this, which still exists, which the, there's a great barbecue place in Mason too, but across the street from there is Gus's, which is the first Gus's. And then they came into Memphis. And so when I first came to Memphis way back when there was only that, there was Mason and then Memphis. And now Gus's Gus is everywhere in the world, like yeah, China.
3: Yeah. Right. Um, well, I mean, We got
1: one in Lexington. So is it, I've never been, nice. is it worth, it's worth going? Oh Yeah. On? Gus's okay. is awesome. Um,
2: um, it's, I mean, it's, it's, uh, it's hot chicken, but it's different than than like uh Nashville Hattie B's. Yeah. yeah, we have a hat. It's it's more of a it's a different thing altogether. Um, they don't sprinkle spice on like you do it like Hattie Bees or the Nashville hot right. chicken. It's, it's more like like
1: Popeyes, right? You know, yeah, you spice the, in the, the spices in, in, inside. Yeah, um, Gus's I is do,
3: great.
1: I do find it funny that we've been talking for an hour and a half, and and we've spent about the last. 45 minutes talking about this tour from 25 years ago with widespread panic and then what happens is there's a show at a place that's called the cafeteria and then now we're <laughs> talking about fried chicken.
2: <laughs> when you said when you said why do all these cafeterias have and you or and you said, you know, possessive name. Right. I thought you were going to say why do all these cafeterias still have jello. That's what I thought, you. Were uh, about, which is that's another a really question. Good question. That's a good yeah. question yeah. uh anyway so yes you have two picks left so i'm gonna let you uh, i have one but i'll let you drive the bus
1: on the third okay so do, do your pick is from the last show not from this one or uh, is it from
2: this show? it's probably i think well, let me check yes it's from this one so okay. i'll let you go first
1: well um so so this show is uh the starts with the very only crack and whistle um was this this song is also referred to as "Lady of the Lake." Is that right? Or is that what he sings? Was this on the I, JB and Friends '94 um, Auburn show?
2: He does it on a. I don't know if it's called that, but I feel I, I had heard it elsewhere besides here. Does he do it in any of those? Remember when he did that little like mini run of solo shows in like 2001?
1: Yeah, I mean I'm pretty sure 52894. They he plays this. um, Let me see. Yeah, yeah, it is the five twenty eight ninety four Webster's Lake Auburn. um, The JB and Friends. He plays crack and whistle. What's that?
2: Nothing. I just was like, where are the John Bell solo show?
1: They're under uh, side project studio and rehearsal set lists. Found. Um, Thank you and uh yeah 52894 and I, I swear when I had this tape this song was called Lady of the Lake but you know who knows obviously it's called and <laughs> a Whistle but um only time the that this song was ever played even though it was just JB solo but only time That's that the, ever showed up in a panic set and um you've got a it follows it up with Stone Me Vacation which is pretty nice you got a Jack mm-hmm. Please and uh Pusherman Holden, Galleon, makes sense to me to end the first set. And then uh, the second set um, starts with Ain't Life Grand, and then after that is my next pick, which is uh, Lowrider Arlene Pilgrims. And um, again, when when they get into Arlene, uh, this is not an acoustic show at that point. Mm -hmm. I mean, really, even when they drop into Lowrider, um this is i mean obviously jb is playing an acoustic guitar but uh, this is an electric band (laughs) at that point (laughs) and uh it's it is i don't know it's just like again um this is you could pick out that segment and drop it into a spring 96 show and i wouldn't be able to tell you the difference because they're just Mm -hmm. it is um um just electric i don't know i don't know what, what the word is to describe it but they're they're just on and uh, so yeah so that's a segment of this show that i listed. i listened to this second set a ton and uh love that segment to start things off so and this this show the second set is again lots of really weird things because after that you get a can't find my way home b of d in the middle of the second set which is bizarre
2: yeah and then followed up by let's get down to business so, there is are like these again there's these weird setless quirks i mean they show up even later on in 96 too um, mm-hmm. first sets in especially first sets in spring 96 but there's still these weird setless quirks that you saw throughout the tour showing up but as like you said the band has the band has moved on from what they were doing at the beginning of the tour um, i love the little crack and whistle at the start it's a super fun little song and it is sort of like the this little oddity at the beginning. And then we get into a stone to me, which is just sort of like this omnipresent song that shows up throughout the uh, entire tour, but at really appropriate places.
3: Yeah.
2: Um, and this is a great show. Um, the next night uh, postcard postcard ain't no use Tallboy boy opener. Uh, so did
1: you, you, you did, I thought you said you had a moment from the show. You don't it's the next No, time. It's
2: this next, it's the next show. Okay. Um,
1: yes. So the Postcard Ain't No Use boy opener, which, um, like I said, I played in our, whatever it was, episode 42. Um, and this is my fifth moment of the tour. Um, again, I just, I, I can't, inc- if you've never heard this, this trio of songs, uh, you need to listen to it. Like stop the podcast and go listen to it because it's just... <laughs> It's so good, um, and ain't no uses. It's just yeah, it's peak peak panic for me right now, mm-hmm. right there, starting that uh, that that last show of the Sitinski tour.
2: Um, so my pick for
1: this show
2: is are actually is fitting based on what you picked. Is the are the last two songs. Actually, you could argue the last three songs, but I'm never going to pick Walkin'. So I'm going to pick the last two songs. Um, if only because if the second set again, Baby Let Me Hold Your Hand, which is something they started at the beginning of the tour, JoJo started it, and now it's a full band song. Mm-hmm. Wrangler No Sugar, Last Straw, um, Wrangler No Sugar Together, you know. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Is, has a very 96 feel to it mm-hmm. um play nobody's lost which they debuted at the beginning of the tour mid-set mid-set porch song um, slow porch and then splinters a very short tire shoes but again intense stuff here and then mm-hmm. a walk-in and then it's like oh that's a good closer and then ended the show and then walking. and then it seems like oh that's the closer and it's oh, like oh it's a perfect It's a good way to end this. It's a good way to end this tour, right? And then contentment. It's such a strange thing to have that close. It's such a weird close walking into the show contentment um and again it's this is not just like the this is not light and darkness because contentment's a heavy song but it's not necessarily a dark song and it's about chicken
1: sorry <laughs> right. um, I full so, circle about what we were just talking about
2: so so there's that um but i just love the the, the curveball it's like it's even yeah. at the, the the last show of the tour they're still throwing curveballs at everybody mm-hmm. um and then the encore, it's so fitting that takeout is in the encore just because it's just, it's just like, it's how, it's how we all, it's how it all started basically. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, and then a blackout blues, which again, I know you don't like, it's not one of your favorite songs, but it's a great song to end this
1: tour because um, I'm assuming that's, that's, I'm not not going to begrudge that encore at all. I'm just,
2: I'm just going to assume that there was a fair amount of consumption on this tour. So blackout Uh seemed pretty, uh, pretty uh apropos do we know do you know do anybody i mean i don't that did all the shows on this tour
1: oh gosh i can't imagine that anybody could have done that but i'm I'm maybe maybe Um, i mean three weeks through colorado you know through ski towns in colorado i think would add up but um, have to
2: be have to be a pretty good uh either a ski bum. <laughs> Trustafarian. Trustafarian, one of the two. Um, that would be a tough tour to do, but I would enough if somebody ever did it. So
1: the um, I guess the only thing about Contentment Blues, so that was the, the only time they played it on this tour. And mm-hmm. um, it was it was Valentine's Day, so that might have been the <laughs> the nod. You got the uh, the baby, let me hold your hand, and and you end this, the set with contentment, please, because you, you love That's your pretty chicken. good. Yeah. <laughs> so. So all right, all right. Well, we made it, Jeff. That was wow. quite a tour. Oof. I don't know Oof, if we can do that again. I don't know if we can go through um, a tour like that. <clears throat>
2: No, um, but you know we did the 25th anniversary of this, and now we're coming up on the 25th anniversary of uh, Spring '96. So I don't mm-hmm. know if we'll do the whole. We won't do a whole tour breakdown this spring, but no. we should do some some breakdowns of it. Yeah. Uh, how do you? So what do you want to play from this? Uh, um,
1: from the well, track I uh, I tell you what. Why don't we? We could. We we'll each. Why don't we each? Play pick a, pick a thing. Right. Or, or we could do the, the proving orange blossom because we both agreed on it.
2: Yeah. Just let's just play that? that. I think that's okay. great.
1: Yeah. So we'll do, uh, from the, uh, Sheridan ballroom in steamboat Springs, uh, Colorado. Um, but before, let's just, you know, remind everybody to, to follow us on social media and the various, uh, Places we love to hear from people. I try my best to respond, but I, I usually fail. I mean, I have a hard enough time responding to email for you know for work, the things that people pay me to do. <laughs> that that uh, it is hard sometimes to respond to people, but we do. I do read everything that comes through, and I appreciate everybody's uh, feedback and support. And um, yeah, so um, so do that and. Um, Go if you're ever in Memphis. Uh, you go to the Stax Museum of American Soul Music, right?
2: You can walk where you can walk where JT walked.
1: Yeah, and Do, it are doesn't cost extra. And you're not. Are you going to put up something to honor that, or is it you're not allowed, or is it just <laughs> too <laughs> not historic enough?
2: I mean, oh, I feel like Miami. being part
1: of a part of a inaugural you know celebration is kind of a big deal
2: it's a huge deal. Yeah. Um, and, and again, it's one of those things where all of the, uh, for, I think for us as an organization, again, I'm not what, what this pandemic has done to so many people in terms of loss of loved ones and loss of jobs, loss of income, all of that for our, it's, it's, we we're, we're very fortunate to have to, Still be able to have a place to go to work every day, um, even though we've been closed, you know, f- four months over the last, you know, t- 10 months, four out of the last 10 months we've been closed. Um, but I think for us, for all that our organization has gone through and the loss of revenue and, and so on, you know, to be able to have this happen for us. Um, only would have happened if 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 there could if there wasn't going to be an inaugural concert or celebration, a real one in person. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's just a little bit of a little bit of light for us, and hopefully for everybody else, and we know it's a really trying time for a lot. Still, is a lot really trying time for a lot of folks out there. So, um, so but for, I think for us as an organization, it was definitely like the the shot in the arm that is like you know reminded us that people like us, people like yeah. us and appreciate what we do. So
3: really, um, really like me.
2: I really, really like us. So I don't know if I'll be putting like gold footprints on the carpet or anything like that, but, yeah. um, but no, I mean, I, we hopefully people will come and, you know, inquire about what it is, you know, what that, that we do. And um, thanks to, to, Justin and aunt Clemens and all those folks for, for thinking of us. And if you haven't seen the clip, it's still, you can still access it on YouTube and all the other socials, um, Justin, either through Justin's stuff or through the, the the, the, the Biden campaign, uh, which I guess it's still weird to call it a campaign cause it's the presidency at this point, but, um, but yeah, that was, that was cool. We probably won't, probably won't do that again. So, um, but yes, come see us. We could use some business. So come yeah. see us.
1: <laughs> yeah. And what, you know, while you're in town, get you some fried chicken and, uh, get chicken at, a meat, uh, meeting three.
2: Yes. And come by the museum and we'll, we can tell you, we can tell you where to go. There's lots of good places to get, uh, to get, to get chicken. And if you want to sit in a tree and eat it, we have a great treat behind stacks.
1: Uh, and I will, I will say, um, uh, I hope that everybody is safe and healthy and, and, You know, and and getting through, it is, uh, you know, it's hard. No matter what, you know, whether you how you've been, everybody's been impacted by this, right? And whether uh, Mm -hmm. it has been sickness or loss of life or just you know the struggles of of daily you know existence, uh, it has been hard for everybody. And uh, hopefully, it will start getting easier soon. I mean, I feel like the fact that there is maybe a light at the end of the tunnel makes it easier to get through every day. And uh, so um, I hope everybody's good out there and um, whether you are excited or disappointed by the results of the election, um, you know, I, th- I hope that we can all uh, work together, Jeff, and, you know, <laughs> heal some wounds and try to, you know, uh, move forward uh, as a, uh, as a, you know, Society. Maybe. Well, we've fingers got, crossed. uh,
2: fingers crossed, you know, we've got a couple of big playoff games this weekend. We've got the Packers. I <sighs> even talked Tampa about
1: Bay. the, the disaster that was Drew Brees. Yeah. You've had teams. a rough,
2: uh, you've had a rough winter, uh,
1: winter it really has been. Year. I mean, except for Kentucky football is like the only shining light in my sports, you know, the, you know, the Cubs are, are going back into rebuild and, yeah. um, it's been and, it's been a rough go, man. Yeah, but but
2: uh, uh, we've got football playoffs and then uh, basketball tournament, and uh, which I don't think either of our teams will be involved yeah, in.
1: At least Duke is uh, terrible too, so I guess
2: at least feel a little better. Duke and Carolina are terrible, so that mm-hmm. that helps. And yeah. uh, but you know we got some big anniversaries this year uh, as for all all of 1996 and. Uh, 20th with some shows in 2001 and you know some other stuff so hopefully hopefully we'll do more of these this year uh and um, when
1: did we you know, when did we what was it, when when did we see each other that was what summer of of 19
2: 19
1: yeah our way, i mean that's yeah. literally feels oh like yeah for a, uh for <laughs> tedeschi trucks it feels like a decade yeah tedeschi ago. trucks um maybe we can yeah, get that. together again sometime and see some music or just let our kids run around or something so.
2: Yes, get we'll we'll, we'll get good at the stand outside. Stand outside with a beer and watch little people run around. Yeah. So.
1: All right, All right well, man. Uh thanks thanks for joining us and uh and we'll send you out with uh, February 11th, 1996 from Steamboat Springs, Colorado. Take care.